Pretty fucking solid intro music there, wouldn't you say, Judgy Boy? Hell yes. That always gets me ready to podcast. I'm so pumped to cast. Thanks, thanks to our good friend Joey Wrights, fucking the man. Uh, he, he, uh, interesting thing, he went to uh, Minnesota a couple weeks ago and went to some sort of like film, uh, maybe uh, composers like meeting or some shit, where like they meet with like people that do like small films and shit. And uh, he, I guess, networked with a bunch of people and he said he's going to redo our intro sometime. Not gonna push him to do anything anytime soon because we got pretty fucking. Nah, he got sweet. pretty damn close that first time. Yeah, but that was uh, for a side project. He did a hell of a job, man. Fucking great job, phenomenal. I mean that <laughs> the intro music has been just about as clutch as any of the podcasts <laughs> we've put up so far. The, the pod, <laughs> the, if there's one good thing about our podcast, it's the fucking intro and the <laughs> outro. <laughs> intro outro. <laughs> If the the in between is it's hit or miss. <laughs> it's all po- it's all podcast there on out. <laughs> it's like it's like it's you know late you know like one forty five p.m. last call. You know you're just you you're know, talking you, a.m. dog a.m. one forty five. Uh, did I say p.m. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you get me out of the bars a.m. brother. You know, one forty five p. I've had some one forty five p.m. call at night. <laughs> yeah. Should have called it a night. <laughs> one forty a.m. You know you you you've been drinking all night. You haven't found anything to go home with. You're just scattershot, right? You're like, yeah. hey, you want to have sex? You want to have sex? No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, and then, and then you wake anything. up. And then you wake up in your bed, and your car is in the driveway. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and you're alone with your pants off. <laughs> hey, loneliness builds character. Okay? You didn't even finish either. <laughs> hey, why do you think they use uh, solitary confinement in prison? It's because it works. Okay. <laughs> Loneliness builds character. It does, or drives you nuts. Same, same. Same, same. <laughs> we watched the fucking... We had some, We were pretty excited tonight, pretty pumped for this podcast. You want to tell them why? Not just, you know, we had something happen tonight that has, you know, been here and there for our team lately. <laughs> yeah. I'm a... Cloud nine on the Cubs win, man. Cloud nine. They let the Phillies kick the shit out of them that first game and then took two of them from them. I mean, you wouldn't call it a take being at home, but from that first game, though, you'd have thought they were going to run train on the Cubbies. That that did not look good. Well, we had Ariadne, or Arietta in there, so you know, of course, you know he's going to run train. And that's they- I missed the fir- the first inning. The Phillies scored two runs, the just to start the goddamn game off. But from the second inning on, Arietta was hitting those sliders like no other. He's got a solid slider. There's nothing to it. He just. Yeah, his breaking ball, no matter which way he's going with it tonight. Tonight he was he was looking good with it, which was crazy that they put up four runs. I mean, he's they're obvi- good, they're obviously a good team. He's got a good but, mix of uh, uh, he's got a good fastball and he's got a good mix of off speed pitches too. It's just 
crazy. Yeah, the yeah the off speed it really fucks with everybody. Oh. But when that ball gets moving like that, I mean, if you get the bat on it, it's more luck than anything. Mm-hmm. When you got a slider that can move like that, I tell you he's what, he's got some good pitches, man. I am. I was like, glad to see the Cubbies pull it off tonight. Yes, especially yeah. by one by one run or not. What? Well, yeah, it was five four. Um, I liked Rizzo's little hit. I can't remember what, if it was in the sixth inning or not, but he hit that little. Just pop, and it went like right between like the out the the shortstop and the outfielder. Just dropped perfectly. Yeah, and he got on base. <laughs> I was like, my boy Tony. Yeah, well, that's what he pointed up to the sky at everyone else in the bar, non Cubs fans. They're just like, oh, thank God, I got on base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know, we all know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> they had pretty much everyone else. Fucking. Fuck it, calling us crybabies. <laughs> Crying from all that losing we did last year. <laughs> all that, you know, all that, you know, uh, you know, at least our tears were tears of joy, and theirs were just tears from not making the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're they big, had a real we're shot. We're big crybabies, though. They had a real shot last year on opening day. <laughs> Home opener, man. They were looking good. They were looking good. Then it went to shit. I have a bet with someone. I think I've said it on podcast before, but the bet is that the Cubs will be on top of the NL Central and the Cardinals won't even make the playoffs. Now, I saved that text just in case. Yeah. You told me when you did that. <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't think the Cardinals are going to make the fucking. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they have the balls. <laughs> they have a good ass team, but uh, the NL Central, I think it's gonna be this crazy all year long. That yeah. was uh, when we were going into the Pirates series. I don't think uh, the we'll... Cubs had just taken the top spot on the NL Central. Mm-hmm. The Pirates were at the very bottom, two and they were up. two games behind the Cubs. <laughs> For first place, they're at the bottom of the division. I think it's gonna. I think the. I don't think the Cubs are gonna win 100 games this year. I think it's gonna be a. I think we'll be probably 90s, but I don't know about 100. 100 is gonna be pretty crazy to get to this year, especially if it's going. You know, this back and forth right now. Well, it depends on when these guys snap out of that championship mentality. Yeah, they're they've given up. They've given up almost forty runs this year. Can you imagine how phenomenal you have to be at the plate to keep up with not playing defense? We had to look at our bats. We got <coughs> Zobrist. Um, Zobrist. I, I don't see Schwar- I don't see Schwarber at the uh, the the leadoff spot all year. Mm-mm. I want to see. I want to see Addy. Take the leadoff spot. Javi. Now, I want to keep Javi at the very end. He's batting ninth, which is which is smart when you come, you catch him on the comeback that way. You get a guy with speed late in the lineup. You got two outs. If Javi's the one on and you get to the top of the order, mm-hmm. I mean, that's your guy. You know what I mean? Contreras had a pretty nice hit. Hits, yeah. That's what uh, Javi's a base runner, though. Yeah. 
That's so why you Contreras. put it, you put him on the. Contreras can hit home runs, but he's mainly a guy that gets on base, isn't he? Oh yeah, for the most part, I, he's a hell of a he's a hell of a ball player, man. Chaos uh, bio. He had a hell of a night tonight. He actually, uh, they give him the mic after the game. <laughs> That's who they wanted to talk to was Wilson Contreras. Man. What I liked was what you told me about Miguel Montero. Oh yeah, he got uh, his U.S. citizenship. It was uh, oh, was it late in the day yesterday or this morning? He. He posted a picture of him and his wife. He had the documentation with him. That was the first thing he posted. Very next thing he did was called Ryan Dempster, <laughs> who's a native of Canada, and he said, Get out of my country. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Get out of my country. <laughs> Oh, but I when he was pitching for the Cubs, man, I'd have told him the same thing. <laughs> there were days, there were days I'd have told him the same thing. You're get my out team, of here, man. You're, you're my teammate, but get out of my country. Oh shit! Oh. That's, just, that's just too funny. That's a good dude there. Yeah, uh, I remember Game Six last year. My buddy Andy, we've had him on the podcast. He says, uh, man, I hate when Miguel Montero comes up. He's always swinging for the fences. <laughs> what, he hit a grand slam. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just as soon as he got done saying it. Was it a grand slam or did he get, he hit? He like, hit a home run. I, uh, I, know, I don't remember what it I know was. he had a big hit. I'm trying hit. to think of it now. I've got it on DVD. He got, he got a big hit game seven, I'm pretty sure. So, yep. Uh, I was worried about Javi this year, though. Coming out at the plate, his swing didn't even look good. No. Uh, I was talking. Send his ass to Des Moines. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was talking to a guy just before the game. Uh, just before the game, last night. This guy says, "You know, the way he's been batting." I'd make an example of him. I'd send him down to Des Moines. That's what I'd do. I would. I would. Send it send him down there, work a couple months on a hit and make an example of him. And, it's, then, it's, and then that night he hit a home run and I think he had three RBIs on the night. Three or four RBIs on the night. The next time I see him, I'm gonna tell him. I just heard they sent Javi down to Des Moines because of that home run. <laughs> and the, the next thing I'll tell him, because he's also a Hawks fan, is that they're canning Ferentz ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what they did is they listened to you. They sent Javi to Des Moines, and hell, they canned Ferentz. Because <laughs> that's the crazy thing. Iowa always calls for... Um, for Kirk Ferentz's head, no matter what, when it happens, yeah. when he loses a game, they're always like, fire Ferentz. Uh, that was a good one. When I first started working at the KC Hall, a buddy of mine, I mean, he was he was good and drunk, but uh, it was uh, the year the Hawkeyes went undefeated. When they, uh, when they hit that 57-yard field goal. 
to win the game. I'm trying to think of who they were playing. Undefeated, like during the regular season, or what was that? 2015, they went undefeated. Yeah, I've got they didn't they didn't, they lost and then they lost to Stanford, right? Or they lost the Big Ten championship and then they, they lost, lost to Michigan State and, and Stanford. Then, yeah, that yeah, I've actually got the poster of that with all of yeah. the. Remember the 57 yard yep. field goal though? When they hit that, I was Ted and Bar, buddy of mine, super drunk, sitting on the other side. As soon as they put their arms up. Showing that it was good, he yells, "Fire ferrets!" <laughs> <laughs> right at all those fuckers up at the bar who wanted to fire him about five seconds ago. <laughs> it's true though. No matter what, they always want you to. They want to fire him. I don't know why. Uh, they they they're they're calling for his head no matter what. And it's like you can't have an undefeated season every year. It's oh not yeah, happen. You the yeah. Talent- well, when you think about it, though, it's like, oh, what? You really want to keep a hold of a guy? You really want to pay somebody who has an undefeated year every once in a while? Who can get us to a bowl game every once in a while? Does he really have my team's best interest in mind? I have to go back to when you said undefeated season and say that, yeah, he probably does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, goddamn. You're turning uh, two-star recruits into a goddamn football team. We're not, yeah, we're not getting, we're, we get four-star recruits, but mainly our core of not team. Not regularly. Not re- no, we get no, a few I, every year. I, Iowa's core team is normally made yeah. up of... Two to three star yeah, the, recruits. I mean, it's and they're not, all from Iowa or Texas, and then they're for a everyone while. Everyone who wants to fire Ferentz does not realize that no one wants to work under those conditions. Robert Robert Gallery, great player, great offensive yeah, lineman, yep. played for the Raiders. Yeah, he, he was a, a career. He was a one star recruit, I believe. Out and he like he wasn't even that big. He was a tight end. Guess what? He was a fucking. He was a he was a I think the second overall pick for the Raiders, something like that. He was a monster dude though. He was a monster. He fit right in. But like yeah, we took a one star recruit and made him a first round draft pick. He looked like the Undertaker when he was playing. Hell, he might have been the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I'm not gonna pretend to know that. I don't know. Um. Yeah, the NFL draft was this weekend too. I think we did. We talk about that last weekend, or did we talk about coming up? The Raiders drafted a kid that is um, was was uh, has an alleged like like three nights before the draft he got um, accused of rape. Really? Yeah, but like it's it's. Apparently it's going to get all cleared up here pretty soon. Um, apparently, like the girl, the lady, I don't know how old this girl was or lady or whatever, but apparently she said that she met him on the elevator and she went back to his room with him. Her friend, or they're not her friend, but there was another guy in there, one of his friends, and this girl, and he tried to talk her into group sex or something like that, and 
she uh, from there apparently he raped her but they have video of her like kind of tagging along right behind him like through like throughout the night at the bar so it's kind of like the story doesn't really match up with what she says happened and he's been like cooperating with the Cleveland per- police and stuff this happened so, in Cleveland yeah he so Shit. he's so he's he's like he's like You're lucky to not find him hung up already. There <laughs> well, he's in Oakland now. He's out of there, huh? Yeah, he he drafted he drafted. And I haven't heard anything good about got Cleveland. The fuck out of there. Well, it's fuck Cleveland had a pretty good draft too. They had uh, they got some pretty good players. They got that. They should. They've been bad enough for long enough. That's about how the Raiders were. <laughs> we got we, we got Khalil Mack and then. Derek Carr in the same draft, and then we were on fire ever since. Twelve and four last year. You know the year we won. Or they the, drafted Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. Your his uh, brother. Okay. I'm thinking his, of David played Carr. for the uh, Houston. Texan. That was his brother David. Oh, okay. Yeah, Derek Carr. That's that's his brother. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Talk about a load off of my back. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, uh, this entire time, go on. Anyways, yeah, we got we drafted them and uh, turned our team around, and then we got Amari Cooper. You know, fucking went ape shit. The Dolphins, on the other hand, they they can draft. We got junk. juice, man. We're not even worried. <laughs> juice. We got the juice, man. You got John Jay or Ajayi, John Ajayi. Jay Ajayi, not John Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. X Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. And then you got Ryan Tannehill, who doesn't know if he wants to be a quarterback. Yeah. He's pretty sure he's God's gift of man. I thought he was. I was going to get his autograph. I was too, until I realized if I ever... If I ever get a jersey or hang on to something from a player, they get traded. Yeah. I've got I've got a car jersey, a Cooper jersey, and this year I want to get a Marshawn Lynch jersey is what I want to get. Beast mode. You're going to have to get a Vegas jersey whenever they do those. That'll be a couple years. They better not change them. No, I don't think that, that's too classic. I think... Uh, I think Oakland has the coolest jerseys in the game. Black oh, and silver. I mean, They've been black and silver forever. It's them, and then I think the Atlanta Falcons have cool jerseys. Yeah. So we're about 19 minutes in. You think we should start talking about the main topic of our broadcast? Let's do it. So our main topic today was going to be about how big pharmacy is basically withholding cures to make money profit off of diseases. Oh man, I went I went shotgun style on conspiracies. This <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll help you out. I mean, I if you think about it, really if you, they talk about um Diseases and how they talk about how cancer and HIV slash AIDS 
is a was a made up disease. Like they created that disease. Like they created apparently HIV and AIDS to kill off the gay population and drug users. <laughs> and then it just kind of fucking spread. That was definitely the media take on it is that uh for a long time you couldn't get HIV or AIDS unless you were gay. Speaking I, of <laughs> We have a very interesting picture being brought up hmm. by our silent podcast partner. Why would you show something like that? That's just rude. It's like no suit and all bulge. I thought it was straight hard on. Anyways. I mean, you can manufacture the look all you want. They're European bathing suits. You know we just saw some real shit. Um, anyways. Anyway. Back anyways, to Anyways, not that there's anything wrong with that, but anyways. Anyways, yeah. Apparently, HIV and cancer are both diseases that have been created. And a cure for cancer has apparently been invented with this thing called the Rife Machine. I don't know if you ever heard of it. The Rife Machine is apparently... Let me look it up. Go ahead and give a little spiel while I look it up. Um, uh, no, what I understood of cancer is that it was pretty much anything that was killing your body that they didn't know what it was and didn't have a cure for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seemed like is pretty much called cancer. I had a cousin of mine, though, hit me with some info when I was not ready for it. Says, oh, hell, I don't even know about this cancer thing. It seems like they raised so much money for it. It's like, why would they cure it? You know what I mean? It yeah. seems like it seems like no one ever died of cancer until they made that goddamn microwave. But, hell, it's like I said. It's like, it was <laughs> it's like I said. Hell, it's like I said. It's it was like, like, I like said. before that microwave, it seemed like no one ever fucking died of cancer. But fuck, it's like I said. Okay, so the Rife machine, I kind of I watched something over this a little bit real quickly. What are, we, what are you doing? Start fucking up our podcast. I'm sorry. You fucking better be. Our fucking three listeners are not going to be happy about this. <laughs> you are going to piss them off. Uh, but this Rife machine it uses frequencies, uh, electromagnetic frequency, and apparently it cures the cancer. But these machines have been, like... Where are they? Outlawed now? Outlawed. You gotta bootleg it. Or not, they're not, they're not, I don't know if they're outlawed. You just have to bootleg a little bit like, of it at a the time. The doctors, the doctors don't suggest them. But, yeah, it's really weird. But the Rife machine apparently was something that is able to cure cancer. Um, then, um, also, there was a famous doctor named Dr. Sebi, who was a doctor who has apparently cured AIDS, cancer, all this. He was a doctor that that cured all this and then he then they killed him or something in a prison 
But he had the cure for this. I think that's who Doctor, that's who Magic Johnson saw for his AIDS. His but forever AIDS. His forever AIDS. And he and like they said, he doesn't even have. It doesn't even show up when he gets tested that he has AIDS. Yeah. So there was a uh, there was a boxer back in the day who called him out for it because uh, he had been using a steroid that showed up as AIDS. Are you talking about Tommy Morrison? Was that the name of the... Tommy He Morrison. was a boxer, right? A white boxer, right? Yeah. He said Tommy it the, the one time he said it, and then they buried his ass, he said that uh, he was taking the same steroid that Magic Johnson was, and that he didn't actually have AIDS. That it just... It appeared that he did mm-hmm. at one point, and called Magic Johnson out on it, and was never ever seen or heard of again he i think he did some boxing after that but it was always like local local boxing shit it was like he never made it famous again he did like kickboxing and shit like that um yeah he was big into that dr sebi yeah dr sebi had a cancer cure um Man who cures AIDS, cancers, and cancer and diabetes. So he, I mean, he was. Uh, yeah, but he was he was the one man that that apparently had the had cured it. But most of the stuff. Why am I always dropping my fucking phone? <laughs> It's it's fucking it's fucking eight inches long and like five inches wide. I shouldn't be dropping the big fucking brick <laughs> everywhere. I wish I had. It sounds like a two man job. It's a. You need a hand. I I, I don't need. I What's that screen made of? You're not cut, are you? Uh, I need to fucking be on that flip phone grind. Fucking, I bet you never drop that son of a bitch. No, I don't ever drop it. I am going to drop the carrier, though. U.S. Cellular. This flip phone in the four months that I've had it has cost me damn near $500. Because they don't keep track of my payments. different. I've been charged for uh, the to turn my phone back on, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, the reactivation fee. Yeah, and they, they say... Uh, Due to non-payment, They're like, well, shit, send it to me in the mail and let me know the day you want me to pay you. Yeah, they they're shit, man. I told them on the phone that they rival MediaCom for the worst customer service actually possible. If you and don't I'm know, surpri- I am surprised it's even. If legal. you don't know who MediaCom is, they are a local internet provider here in. Iowa, the lovely Iowa. We are being broadcasted live from the li- live right now from the lovely Trump Acres in Lower As Albia. always, Lower Albia. Did we? Did oh yeah, we, the wrong we, side of the tracks. Wrong side of the tracks. I introduced you when we when we did we started the podcast, but you know you know always this lovely voice, the bearded wonder. So I, I got you in the, the beginning. Remember, it's like Judgey. Yeah, something like that. We're unprofessional on this fucking podcast. We don't care. But, uh... Yeah, so... If you like it, tell your friends. 
So yeah, basically, and then HIV was like we said, created by the CIA, and they said it was first reported in 1981. Um, they created it to wipe out homosexuals, and it says African Americans. So it's it's it was it was apparently. It that was, was the funniest part of Straight Out of Compton, was that doctor said, "I'm sorry, but you have HIV," and then he kind of smirks. He kind of smirks like, "Hmm, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, same. HIV. Yeah, what yeah. do you do? <laughs> well, you know that that thing right there. He just made he made a face that it got me going, but. I also laughed at the Trolls movie. Uh, I went here in town with Caden. There was probably five or six other families in there. Not near a packed house or anything like that. Yeah. So it was super quiet when the one troll says, uh, well, why don't you like to sing? And the other one says, because singing killed my grandma. And <laughs> I, yeah, it was something like... And, uh, yeah, I was caught. I was caught red-handed. No one else laughed at that. Yeah, so... That was... Yeah. Singing singing killed my family. My grandma, too. Yeah. They say singing killed easy. <laughs> No, HIV killed easy. See, that's another. That's another. I guess I'm. I guess I'm ill-informed. See, that's another conspiracy that we could go on another day, but like the Easy E death, they said there's no way, no way that Easy E dies from HIV slash AIDS complications within six months. Yeah, he was like the most famous man in the world. Yeah, it would, been, it would at that point would have been hard to die of something. He had that you don't know you have. Yeah, he, he would have had to unless he had it for a long time. Well, then and the doctors like you have HIV, you have six months to live, right? And he died like in six fucking days. Yeah, he he yeah they yeah there's no way because look at Sh- Charlie Sheen, he said he's had HIV for four years. Four years. He hasn't even hit AIDS yet. Or maybe he has hit AIDS. I don't know. But look well, at Well, he's dead now. Charlie Sheen? Oh, shit. No. Oh. Who? Never mind. I thought oh, you said Charlie Murphy. Oh, Charlie Murphy died of leukemia. Leukemia? Yeah. I was going to say, we were. I was going <laughs> to... Charlie back a little bit. Charlie yeah, Sheen. Yeah, I'm on Charlie board Sheen. Now. Charlie yeah. Sheen. Yeah, totally different. Uh, Charlie Sheen though, he's had it for four years. Remember he Tiger's blood. Apparently yeah. that's HIV. Tiger might have HIV. Tiger probably does have HIV, but they're. I don't know. I haven't seen him with any new girls yet. He's got the PGA, the CIA, and the HIV. He's got it all, man. Charlie Murphy died. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, making your big screen debut, talking on the podcast, huh? We heard your voice. That that microphone picks up everything. 
It picks no, up. That was just a couple weeks ago that Charlie Murphy died. Oh, I thought it was his brother that died. No, no not Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's not a Eddie. fucking national treasure. We're keeping him alive. He's got to make Oh, wait, a... I know what we're going to talk about. That one played on Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right? that guy. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, I, when they did that tribute to Eddie Murphy, though, Chris Rock went on there and said that they went and visited him at Saturday Night Live. Mm hmm. And he said, uh, you know, he was getting a lot of shit from, uh, oh, uh, In Living Color mm-hmm. was on at the same time, and they were kind of competing. There and was no competition. That was, well, the, their joke was that they had, uh, they had the one black guy in Saturday Night Live, or they had the one white guy, Saturday Night Live just had the one black guy Mm -hmm. so they come over he's expecting to get all this shit he said Eddie and Charlie Murphy walk into the dressing room and he's got Eddie Murphy raw a poster posted up on the wall who does Chris Rock Uh he said he was so embarrassed (laughs) he walked in and he walked in and saw that and they're giving him shit about it (laughs) and he said those motherfuckers back then he offered me a jar of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the 80s, man. Those motherfuckers were rolling with jars of penicillin. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that was his joke about the whole thing. I don't know what how the hell that actually went down. But that was his joke, because they were rolling with jars of penicillin. I, think. <laughs> I want half Eddie. I want to touch her daddy. Remember uh, from fucking A. Murphy Raw, though? He's like, I want to marry some big African bush motherfucker. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> what have you done for me? <laughs> She'd be talking to her friends. Next thing you know, she I want half Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I don't know how... Eddie Murphy survived the 80s without getting... You gotta look at all the... Uh, fucking look at Freddie Mercury. They killed that motherfucker with AIDS. Per, uh, from from Queen? They yeah. Killed, they killed that motherfucker with AIDS, too. He might have killed himself with AIDS. Well, he's gay. That's He, they was, were the le- he was the lead singer of a band called Queen. Well, they were good. You know, don't say you they, don't like Queen, because everybody No, I, No, I, honestly, that was a joke. Because Queen is one of the greatest bands. They're a treasure. Now, they wrote great music. Because uh, they had that one song when they uh, they had someone else record their music. And one of the songs they put out, they bashed the guy who recorded their early music. Uh, damn it. See, I did You have told me... One narrow topic, and I I wouldn't have shotgunned my research here, and known who the fuck I was talking about. Uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else has died of AIDS? Not that we know. I don't know anybody that's ever died of AIDS personally. Hell, there's a doctor in Albia who has AIDS. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they practice anymore in in our town. I, but yeah, I mean, 
pretty nice person, though. I mean, just that happened, you know. So, yeah. We, uh. <laughs> we kind of. We've a, Do we have anything lighter than AIDS to talk about? We were going to talk about cancer. And the thing is, I. Like, cancer. And okay. here's, here's the thing about cancer. Oh, thank God for cancer. Because cancer is one of those things, like, I think they do have a fucking cure for it. I think they have a cure for most of it. For most of the, these, these, this, you know, cancers. You know how much uh, uh, a radiation shot, or radiation treatment is? Radiation? Oh, I, would, I wouldn't have any idea. It's like $3,700 each time you do it. You know what, ra- you know what, you know what? You know what chemo is? It's fucking poison. It's it. It's yeah, that was my that was my only thing. Was uh, they're trying to legalize marijuana, but no one batted an eye at chemotherapy. Yeah, and chemo kills motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to legalize weed to get people to eat while they're on chemo. And yeah. no one has ever once looked at chemo as, oh, shit. That's what kills people most of the time. Then, then... Well, keep, I mean, keep doing it, but, then, you know, just let us know if anyone survives. Then, like, they take chemo, and then they're, like, also during the week, they take a, a shot about four times a week, right? Somewhere around there. Maybe I don't know how often they get chemo. I've never I've never had anybody that's had cancer, thank God, close to me. But they take chemo, it's a thirty seven hundred dollar treatment. Then they have a, a a shot that they take to up their white blood cells. That shot is nine hundred and seventy five dollars, close to a thousand. You know how much that shot costs? $900,000? Is that what no, you just no, said? No, nine. Th- it costs $975 to $1,000 is how much that shot costs to, to up their white blood cells. Do you know how much that shot actually costs? Oh, to make it? Yeah, to make it. Oh, probably nothing. $75. $900 fucking up mark on it. So we're bleeding. Yeah. We're bleeding people that are dying of money that they don't have. If something were to happen to me today, and I, God forbid, and I got that, I would not be able to afford the treatments. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if I found out that I had cancer, honestly, I think I'd live it out. If I didn't know to this point, <laughs> don't treat it for God's sake. Oh, well, <laughs> shit, I've been living with it uh, this whole time. I've had you know, fuck it. it. Don't spend no more money on it. And there's tons of shit. How much do those X-rays cost? Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I want to close my tab, please. Uh, I'm gonna do some research on some some uh, some uh, what do they call it? Herbal uh, apartments in natural Colorado. Cures. <laughs> natural cures. There are lots of natural cures that apparently are better for 
treating cancer than there are the medicine. What, homeopathic? Yeah, I think that's what they call it. But it's like, some of these, like, there's better, you know, there's better alternatives than chemo and medicine and shit like that. Maybe. It might not work for everybody, but, like, this, like, the medicine that they're giving us, it's it's killing us. And the shit that they put in our stuff, it's killing us, too, I'm sure. Yeah, that was uh, last last summer. This time last year, there was uh, 14 different bills up at the Iowa legislature. And as soon as they got, as soon as they were done being paid, they dropped them all. Every, all 14 of them went unresolved, and one of them was a medical marijuana bill. And the family of this girl came up and said that they had to move to Illinois because their little girl had to have medical marijuana. Bye. Heard you on on the pod. Anyways, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember what we were talking about. We had to we had to take a little pause because our silent partner had to leave. So Judge had to uh, bid her farewell. Yeah, how it is. Yeah, I don't know how it is. Um, but we, uh, um, our brains on some other shit, though. <laughs> Have it in a club oh, for oh, yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> don't call brain names. <laughs> This bitch don't know about Pangea. This bitch don't know about Pangea. <laughs> Brain, leave it alone. <laughs> Brain got a poop. Brain got a poop. If you have not checked it out, you need to check out Pillow Talk by Lil Dicky. That is one of the fucking, the most hilarious videos I've seen. This bitch don't know about Pangea. <laughs> you fuck with the war? Do you fuck with the war? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's... And that was the crazy thing about it is that type of rap I'm really not into. It's just when, when it's that funny and you have an adorable <laughs> little brain next to you. <laughs> the whole the premise of it is what's so funny. It's what you have to see to get into. Yeah. All right, I think we've got sidetracked. We'll get we'll get back to our what? main topic. Whoa, we hey. got what sidetracked? Never on this podcast. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Probably mine. <laughs> I don't know, because I, uh, like, sometimes I just start talking, and I forget about what I was talking about, and then I just keep going. Um, another thing I think has to do with the diseases and the pharmacy companies and everything, population control. That's the That's, big thing. Yeah, I, that is a big one. Like, uh, our, And one of the biggest ones that we've seen in our time was uh, back in 08 when uh, when New Orleans got hit so bad. Yeah. Like, why in a country like the United States of America do people live below in... It, well, below sea level is pretty fucked up. But they lived in that dome where the yeah. Saints play. Yeah. They housed people in there. Yeah. Because the government didn't help them out. 
Yeah. Like, why in a country like America do people like that not get helped out? Yeah. Our- and it happens, it happens all over the place. You've got those commercials out now that talk about uh, how much more tobacco companies spend in black neighborhoods compared to white neighborhoods. Yeah. And the way, I mean, if you want to put a silver lining on it, it's like at least some white people are putting money into black communities. Yeah. Although it is advertising in cigarettes. Yeah, I mean... But... It's, but that that's a commercial out now. They're they're pop, they're trying to control the population, and now we have diseases like AIDS and cancer and things like that. And we're, and they're like, if you have enough money, you're gonna live. But if you're fucking poor and you're getting helped by the government, you're asking to fucking live. I think it's just as simple as that. And they've got and they've got. They, they want to control the population. They want to control the population of the right people. Is what I, the, and I'm, I'm, I'm not... They want to... Their definition of right people, you know, they're like... You know, they don't... They're gonna... They want to weed out people that are poor. They got... Who, who aren't already serving. Yeah. Because normally they'd like to send poor people to go fight their wars and stuff. It's like, now we live in this time where you can't say anything about anyone. But you go back to 2001, when we went to war. It's like, a, you know, Trump said he wanted to deport Muslims. Mm-hmm. The President Bush declared war on them. Yeah. You know, that's a slightly racist, but it just smoothed yeah. over. Yeah. The timing was right, it just smoothed over. And, uh, that's what I don't, I don't put a lot of faith into these people. Uh, whether it be the drug companies because of everything that they do, and then the people who are in charge of what they do don't do anything to help out. I feel that the American government at a federal level, the highest ranking of our government, has the power to help people, and they choose not to. Mm-hmm. There are there's drug that's, companies. That's why I don't even get into heated conversations anymore. Like I used to think it was funny mm-hmm. to push it, but you get to this last year with this Trump and Hillary shit. People get too, too over the top with it. Oh, yeah. To where I've lost interest. Because at the very beginning, all I thought was that it was funny to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like, honestly, guys, we're not doing the best for each other to just bitch and moan about these two people. It's like, how much do you love your boss? No one likes their boss. Right. Think of think of your own boss right now. And you're voting for the boss of everybody. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you get that emotionally charged over who's going to be the boss 
of everybody. I think arguing... Because when it comes down to it, they're just the boss. That's all it is. It's arguing like, over the politics. New boss. Yeah, arguing over politics. It's stupid. The one thing that I think that... Um, well, even on this, you know, the uh, these pharmaceutical drugs, you can get the same type of fucking arguments from them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's people who don't... That they do. think that, the, we're do, that we're doing the best we can, and we've got the best we've got the best available technology out there we have a cure there has to be a cure the the money that we've poured into it that's why we're not getting a cure if we stopped if we if we didn't fund them as much as we did they'd be scrambling for something oh we don't have money for it okay well fuck you know how are we gonna make money now they stopped funding us you know yeah so if you're consistently well, the, pulling the people, in, the people who gave us money have given all our shares to China. Oh shit! Now what do we do? And the drug yeah, companies get, get as much money out of these sick bastards as we can. That these seems, drug companies seems about right. These drug companies have people out there that push their drugs for them to hospitals, and they're pushing them. They're they're telling these doctors. To sell these, sell our, sell push our drug, even, even though the side effects are are way worse than what, what we're curing. It's 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 ridiculous to me. Why why? Shouldn't we have the best of anything available to us? It should be a God given right or a in, in human nature. You should be given the right to live. Without having to fucking pay for it, why should I have to pay to to stay alive? And that's the thing is because there's people in charge of keeping you alive, and they need paid. And they and of course, it, you think about it, the people who keep you alive, they deserve top dollar for it. They do. But that's what when you think of these people as heroes, you gotta remember. That they get top dollar for what they do. Yeah. You may be saving people, and that's the most noble cause you can possibly take up is to save people. But when it comes to the cost of it, that's what that I think that's what the podcast is about. Is the cost of them giving enough of fuck to give you keep you alive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what it comes down to. And uh, when it comes to the health insurance, though, my biggest complaint is when I go to the doctor and all they tell me to do is take Advil or Tylenol, mm-hmm. and it costs me $70. Yeah. Because I, talk, because I talk to them for 15 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, a, that's the level I'm at. I had so when you get when you get talking about saving somebody's life, that's a huge responsibility to take on, and I understand that that person needs a check. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as heroic as it is, you have to realize that it comes at a price mm-hmm. to you or somebody. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, it's just it's kind of a double edged sword when you you really get down to it. It, it really is. It is. I mean, you should. 
it, you know it's, what I'm it's saying, an, it, The industry that they've made out of it has been very crazy. They've made a lot of money out of keeping people alive and mainly just keeping people sick enough to where they to live. keep buying to keep buying the drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, they got that one drug that they're going to be on forever. Mm-hmm. And we keep them alive long enough, they're going to buy so much of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's uh, the, the big one is uh, abuse of pharmaceutical drugs. Oh yeah, I when think- you can go to uh, like in the state of Florida was a big one where people were going to uh, they would take the same prescription to like five different pharmaceutical companies and as long as he paid them they gave him whatever was on the script mm-hmm. it's, it's sad because a lot of it is painkillers that they're, that they're addicted to and guess what painkillers are a synthetic of Opiates. Oh yeah, yeah. Same ball game. Same ball game. I mean, well, it's right in the name. It's a, it's a painkiller. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not the resolution. No, yeah, too. it kills the pain. And that's uh, yeah, and it leads down that there's a lot of different things that kill the pain and don't ever fix what's wrong with you. It's and, it's mainly it's surgeries. Yeah. You get a you get a back surgery, you get a great big prescription, and that's where a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of abuse comes from. Because your brain when you when you get those heavy duty when you've got some serious pain like yeah. the back the yeah. back is the big one. You have back surgery, you get this big huge prescription. Yep. You use them up, and then. You don't ever quit using. Your is it is kind of the thing. Your and brain it's really. We have an industry built on drugs and killing pain, and then we have this dark underworld of drugs that also kill pain. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get, you know, just from one to the other. Your brain, though, um, with with painkillers, if it gets addicted enough. It will create pain in your body. Your mind will create the pain. You're not actually hurting, but your brain will tell you, "Hey, your back's hurting. You need, you need that pill to take that pain away." It's basically wow. yeah. That's like Munch, that's like Munchausen meets Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. It's just telling you that you need it, it. It physically tells you that you need it, even though you are it. It'll create that pain in your mind. That it is actually hurting when it's not. It's your brain is a crazy, crazy thing. It's a psychological thing, which is something I've I've studied psychology, you know, in college. And that was one of the things I learned that is that it will create the pain with addiction. It'll create that pain, and then like with other drugs too, it'll create like it'll make you physically sick, you know. So they're they're I mean they're creating addiction. I mean the pharmaceuticals are doing they're it's a it's a it's a you, you need them sometimes, but like to what effect? Like if I if I have pain well, well there's you know there's most states in the United States if you want to do it legitimately and you want to get rid of your pain, 
you're going to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. going to go, you're going to get a pill that's going to fuck up your stomach and your liver. Mm-hmm. But if you take enough of them, your back won't hurt. Mm, exactly. Until you have four more pills that thin your blood, that uh, keep your liver from bleeding, that keep your stomach from bleeding, and then uh, another one that keeps your stomach and liver working while they're under the influence of the drugs that you've been taking. So it's you know, like there's there's something for everything, and it, it's uh, that's what's so wild. This is because it's become a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they've done it, and all they really do is you're killing pain, you're selling drugs, and you're killing pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get those people who they need more. They need more than what you've got. And then there's another market that sells painkillers. And that's you know, that's where you end up. You go from the one to the other and it just and it fucks with people's minds. So we really yeah, we've kind of covered a little bit of everything on our broad view of this tonight. I mean, we talked about the HIV and AIDS being created and to kill off the gay and the African-American community, cancer and its controlling of the population, um, addiction to kill painkillers and stuff like that, pharmaceuticals, we're, basically. We're putting the whole system on trial tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It was it was it was a broad topic, and we kind of hit an umbrella part of it. I mean, we kind of covered a little bit of everything, um, population control, as we always try to. Yeah. So next week, I think we might t- should we take it a little relaxed? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just bullshit and play a game of thirty one, like you suggested. Yeah. <laughs> if we might wait till the. 31st podcast. Just play 31 the whole time. Third, yeah, that would be a good one for the third. I mean, we're on 16. we got 15 more, about three more months. Hey, and then actually, what were, what were we thinking? June or July, we hit him, we hit him up with the, uh, the, the callback tournament. Probably July? I'd, t- I'd say July. We hit him back. We hit him with the callback tournament. Yeah, by the time we're done, we'd be about halfway through the year. Yep, we can. We can something hit the, like that. Yeah, we can hit the callback. Yeah, I really like the brackets, though. I want to. Yeah, it it'll be either the callback. There'll be some sort of bracket. I want to do another. I bracket. love brackets. Now I really do. That when you really get into it and break them all down, it's a lot of fun, man. It is because we you you have analysis, which I love analysis. I love pros, cons, why, effects. My favorite part of the podcast so far has been guests. Oh yes, having Andy and Spencer over for the final. We have two on our on our last bracket. Clutch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just having a couple more people to bounce things off. And of, I'm still make gonna, some more discussion. I'm gonna get a hold of that girl. We'll probably have to do the podcast at my house because I'll have to have the internet. I don't think I can reach your grandma's from over here, but. Um, I don't think I can. Oh, she ain't gonna be there. N- oh, who? Wait, is she like calling in? Who, your grandma or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd have to do it. Yeah, we Skype. It'd be have to be a Skype deal. Um, and we'd probably just do it on the computer. Check. Um, 
talk with her. Um, there, there was another person that wanted to be on the podcast too. They they hit me up with a with a Twitter with a Twitter message, direct message, and was like, "Hey, love to be on the podcast. You guys have guests." Said, "Yeah, depends on what you want to talk about." And that person was a sports person, I think. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we could have a sports person on here, and then that that, that comedian would be a, a great one too. Um, yeah, that's my that's been my favorite part so far is having other people in, just getting some new insight, some new. I I have a lot of fun with it. I think we yeah, have some new people could, on. We could do like a semi interview, and then we just I'd say we could probably just bullshit talk about a subject or something during that time. I mean, we've had some pretty good ones. This one was kind of this one was kind of as not as good of a podcast as I thought it could have been. I think maybe if we did a little more research. Um, well, I thought we were doing conspiracies in general. In I general? Thought we were, I thought we were going to cover a couple of them. I did shotgun research. Oh, you just shotgun. There at the end. Yeah, I uh, I watched JFK. Oh, shit. <laughs> the JFK one could be a whole fucking episode. Oh, you ain't kidding me. We so. get, uh, If I ever get a hold of Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> well. Alright, well, you can check us out on Twitter at podcast underscore TAS um, you can hit us up on Facebook we got uh, we got a Facebook face space face space yeah we got a face space profile my face my book face Facebook you think all that man. yeah all you can that. find us on the Facebook the Facebook uh, at Things about stuff podcast, and then you can follow us on SoundCloud. We're things about stuff there. Things about stuff podcast, I believe. Uh, Podcast.com. We're on there too. We want to give a good. We gotta give a shout out to the fucking eight hundred people that always follow us every week and then retweet us. We love that. So. What Absolutely, should, man. What should we do for our next podcast? You think we should just figure it out later? Or? Yeah, either that or put it to our followers. Put yeah, I mean, if you want, just send in a send in whatever you think we should talk about. I mean, we'll I'll probably hit this up on Twitter too later and see if anybody's got an idea of what they think we should talk about. Um, and I think that's about it for tonight, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we sh- we shat on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 shit the bed, as you should say. Oh, yeah. Unless it's fajita night. Oh, God. Fucking she bought that. That text will get completely misconstrued. <laughs> oh, dude. She, I can't believe she pulled that fucking container out of your, your fridge and was going to open that motherfucker in, in, the, in the trailer. Yeah. It's like, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So she finally stepped outside and didn't open it. She brought it back in, I think, or she took it with her. One of the two. <laughs> she took it. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't fucking do it. <laughs> Alright. Until next time, this is the Bearded Wonder. And Judge Die. Until next time. <laughs>